This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Sports talk like it used to be. You know, like your crazy uncle used to listen to. Only better. Here's Chris and Mel. Welcome back in. I used to be kind of worried about that. That's a little presumptuous to say it's better, but then Mike Keith said it's good, so I'm good. (laughs) I'm just saying. And that was unsolicited. Unsolicited. It wasn't even on our show. It was on somebody else's else's show, which is even better. There you go. Hey, by the way, they're doing a good thing down there, too. Oh, man. (laughs) Looking forward to wrapping up the high school football season, at least as far as locally is concerned, tonight with the East-West All-Star game. I I guess the All-American game still to come for one local player, at least two. We have just one. I mean, there, there's some others in Middle mm-hmm. Tennessee, just not in our coverage area. Right. But looking forward to it, and man, what a great football season it was. Culminated on Saturday night with the Summit Spartans and Oakland Patriots. Great football game. Everything you wanted to see from two two teams that just heavyweight. Fighters going blow for blow, and unfortunately, Summit did not come out on the winning side, but certainly put up every bit of a fight that you would want, Mo. And I'm looking forward to talking to Coach Brian Coleman here in just a moment on Coach's Corner, presented by From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill. Uh, don't forget to go see Renee and the folks over at From the Heart who do a phenomenal job taking care of you, especially this holiday season. Uh, if you've got Corporate parties, office parties, no better way to get it catered than to have Renee and the folks taking care of you. So, we really need to take our own advice. We really do. I mean, it's, it's really hard right now with my my schedule, but uh, we'll get there. We'll, well get maybe there. maybe JP and I just need to. Well, just bring me back some blueberry cobbler. That's all I ask. Yeah, I got you. Be nice. All right. Uh, Coach Coleman joins us now. Coach, welcome in. Thanks for taking some time with us today. What's up, guys? How are you doing? All right. <laughs> Recovered. Yeah. I, I understand. He slept at least. <laughs> the the recovery is a little different after an outcome like Saturday's than it was after, say, last year's, I guess. Uh, 100%. You're right. <laughs> You're exactly right. And and I would I would imagine the recovery after Saturday is even a little different than it was after two years ago, after the loss to Central. I mean, it, yeah, it just, it just yeah, it just feels like a <laughs> feels like we played about forty five games, but uh, you know, it seemed like a long season, uh, which is fine. It's good. I mean, fourteen and one, so just it was a great season. But you know, it, it did feel long. There was no really no breaks throughout the season. You know what I'm saying? You had we had 15 straight weeks of, of really, really good teams that we had. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just, I don't know, good season. It's like, it's like, it's not like last year when you only played six games on the field and you got, you got a few breaks in there. That's got to, yeah, that's, that's true. a little that's different. True. Brian, is, <laughs> exactly. is it, is it different when the expectations are there? Yeah, 100%. It is. I mean, and, you know, we're, I mean, I, we knew what we were, what our fifth senior class was capable of. Uh, so, I mean, 
I mean, that was the biggest thing, I guess, is uh, for us as the coaching staff, just to not really not let them down or not let this class down. Uh, you know, try to give it everything we had as the coaching staff uh, every week. And, uh, it was just, I mean, and it was a long season. I mean, this is a good group. I mean, it wasn't like we had to really, really motivate them heavily each week. But, uh, but I felt like it was a little bit added pressure for sure. You know, when when this season began and we all, you know, we, we basically crowned you guys, you know, the, the west side, west bracket champions. Yeah, west side. You know, was that – was that something that you guys were were feeling? Because it just never felt like at any point in this season or in the last three seasons that this team ever got the pressure never really got to them. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're getting ready for a revelation here. <laughs> Maybe so, because I mean, it, 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 you just never saw it. Yeah. Uh, good. That's good. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, I mean, I don't know. As a coach of staff and as players, as kids, as parents, everybody everybody reads clippings. Not they're not necessarily newspaper clippings anymore, but everybody reads Twitter these days. And I mean, and and we wanted a shot at Oakland too. You know what I mean? We. Everybody said it'll be a great game between the two. Uh, can't wait to see this matchup happen. Can, can they get there? Can they make this matchup happen? And we did. And, uh, I mean, it was – I just felt like – I mean, but going through the Brentwood and the Ravenwood and, and the parity that always happens in this region in years past in 6A, that somebody always felt like got upset, like the team that won the first time didn't necessarily win the second time. So – it was always you know combating that to try to not, not make that happen this year was also a thing too I think. Oh yeah, I mean the last couple of years with Independence getting beat two years ago by Brentwood, Independence getting beat last year by Brentwood, Franklin beating Ravenwood, Ravenwood last year. Yeah. I mean you're yeah. right; it just yeah. felt like there you know every every playoff year in that particular quadrant of the bracket there was always a big upset this year that didn't really happen. And you guys had to play a bunch of really good teams to get there. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, Houston County was no slouch for a, for a first round right. game. And then you got to beat Brentwood, you got to beat Ravenwood. And, and I mean, even the Hendersonville game was tough. I mean, they, they had their share. They had to go through their region. So, I mean, it's no weeks off and, but that's I think that's the way it's supposed to be. I mean, it's 6A now. You know what I mean? There's, no, <laughs> there's not going to be weeks off in 6A because there's no slouches in, in players. There's no slouching in, in coaches, staff. I mean, uh, uh, you know, to get there was was, was hard, was difficult on these, on these guys uh, mentally, physically. And, uh, I mean, it was a testament to get there. And, and, and we – I mean, I know we're – I know we're upset, and 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 we'll look we'll look back at it, start and look back at it now, and say you know second place six A wasn't that bad. I know we wanted to win it all, uh, and 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 I think we gave our best shot at it, but uh, shouldn't hang our heads at the end of the day of, of what this group accomplished. If it was easy, anybody could do it, right, Brian? Sir, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you yeah, you yeah. mentioned how physically tough this was you know you you had three guys named to the east west all-star classic that is um now being played tonight up at austin p brady pierce cooper Co- cooper cook and um maddox reed maddox has actually had to withdraw from that ball game due to a um previous injury 
Yes, sir. Yeah, he's uh, he's had a shoulder problem all year long. Uh, had a brace, and and it kind of got really really bad the week of the state championship game. Uh, so, I mean, he didn't really practice all that week. He was going to therapy twice a, twice a day just to kind of get it strengthened back up, you know, in order to play. And you know, had him taped up, braced up, and he fought through it and, and played a good game. And Cooper even had Cooper has a broke hand, so he's going. He's going there this week with a cast on his hand, uh, and we I don't know if we we mentioned Ty. Ty was our center. He broke his right hand, so he had a cast, a softer cast on his right hand, and played through that. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, he did it in the third quarter of the Hendersonville game and practiced all week, kind of limited, but came in a state championship game and played a heck of a game, and every snap was perfect. I mean, with a broke hand, so uh, you know. And me and you talked about it, Mo, off, off air. We, you know, I, I'm not trying to make excuses, but I want everybody to understand what these kids fought through for the team, for uh, the community, for, you know, everybody uh, that's a Summit Spartan fan, I guess you could say. And, and I think that's fair, Brian. I think, you know, after the fact, you know, it's not making excuses. It's a state and fact. These things happened, you know. And, yes, and, and I think – I think that's fair to you and your team to say that, especially the way you framed it. Like you said, these guys were beat up. They could have decided not to play. They tried to go out there and give it their all for for the program, for the community, and, and they're to be commended for that. You're right. I, I believe so. That's why I'm shedding, trying to shed so much light on it. I mean, Cooper went twice to the doctor's to try out two different casts. Ty took a, a football with him to get his, his cast put on so he's, his hand could – you know, form to the football. <laughs> I mean, these kids, I mean, there was never a doubt. I mean, they'll get hurt. They'll go see our trainer. And they say, well, I'm playing. So, this, what's, how are we going to get to play? So, that was their that was their mindset from the get-go. And, and I mean, and Keenan and Destin were beat up, too. I mean, just, it's just, I don't know. It's just, we're just, I'm just proud of them, man. It just makes me a proud coach to, uh, you know, to, to tell these stories so people understand of what they did go through. You know, when you said that to me after the game, I didn't realize the the impact that that it could have had. Just, I mean, when your center's right hand is broken, that's a and, big and he's deal. right-handed. I mean, that's a big deal, <laughs> yeah. and and it, it certainly makes it 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 certainly makes especially in shotgun. Uh, Amen. That's right. I mean, <laughs> and I thought under center, so we went under. We've gone under center some, you know, short yardage. So I that was even hard. That was even worse. Oh, so really? In, in any short yardage. Yeah, in any sort of yard because of the contact. We gonna, yeah, the contact of it, and, the, and I guess the the force of it, the the, mm. the retaliation of it, I guess yeah. coming back the, of it. So, uh, so that wasn't a thing. It doesn't matter if it first and go from the one. We weren't going under, so Oof. y'all would have been talking about me probably on the air. <laughs> You're what right. Shotgun, what? shotgun snap. <laughs> what is he thinking? <laughs> well, now we know yeah. the rest of the story. There, there we go. Thank you, Paul you know, Harvey. Speaking, yeah. speaking of going under center, you know, when you made the transition three and a half years ago to Destin Wade as a freshman after your quarterback got hurt from the wing tee to the sling tee. Yeah. And I'm, I, we're already mad at you. We're, not, we're a little grudgeful of the fact that the first time you used that phrase was not on our show. <laughs> but. Oh. That, Sorry. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fantastic phrase, and I think it, it it perfectly defines what offense that you run. And I think, you know, I'm just curious how that's going to transition in the future. Oh, uh, that's a great question. I guess whoever wins the quarterback battle next year, but I mean, I 
I, mean, I think, and and partial because it's, it's it's us and it's us, my coach, our coaches. That I mean, this this offense, I think, more morphed into something pretty cool. I mean, you've got a you've got a wing T base offensive line going. We can still spread it out and go two by two, go three by one. Uh, and I mean, just uh, just the different reads we got off of it too is is pretty unique. Uh, just about every coach we play, they're like, man, that's just that's pretty neat. You know how y'all doing so and so, so and so, and that's just uh talking to a bunch of coaches i mean I've, I've talked to so many coaches what do you think about this what do you think about that and i think we've culminated into into something pretty cool uh or hard to defend so uh i think you know a lot of it we're going to keep I mean, just because i mean that's our identity and, and i know what the, we know how to call that and we know how to how to run that type of offense so i think regardless of who does get the job i think it's still going to be uh quite a bit similar the thing the thing that i would suggest and uh, you know who i who am i what do i know but the one thing you don't have in the in this offense, or at least that I never saw, and maybe you just didn't need to use it, was like a wing back trap, right? With everybody flowing to the left and then getting it back to that wing back going, you know, in the trap. I, I, if you we added had, that out of the that. shotgun, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? <laughs> we had that, but people kept chasing that down. People would practice that so much. As soon as that wing back vacated that area, they would just start they chasing knew. it down. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean – we had run that double handoff for years. We called it a scissors play. We had run that. That was the old school wing tee, uh, run that double handoff. And heck, and, and, and you get to play in Hendersonville and, and Oakland, and, and, and there it is. still running it. So, <laughs> yeah, and there it is. So, I mean, uh, it's, still a, it's still a mainstay in a lot of people's offense. Some people call it a sally, just, just different, kind of, different kind of things like that. But we got away from it. We had made it where it wasn't a double handoff. It was actually a quarterback keeper counter where the – where the tight end and uh, tackle pulled. So we had that. It just didn't look the same. Gotcha. Well, I was just thinking, boy, it'd be cool if you if you fake the pitch to Keaton and then a little shovel pass to the to the wing back going the other way would have been just crazy. Because Chris wants to be your <laughs> offensive coordinator, no, Brian, and I you can come did. and and you can come and write some stories for Main Street Murray. I just <laughs> thought. I thought it would have been cool. That's all I'm saying. Maybe now, let not. me tell you also some, something. Is shovel passes look really good in the NFL and college, Uh-oh. but shovel passes are sometimes pretty ugly in high school football. No doubt. Brian you Coleman. Have that rusher coming, you, you've got to have that rusher coming upfield, and I don't, that doesn't happen all the time in high school football. <laughs> Coach, thank you so much. We appreciate it. <laughs> we'll be back after this. Stick around.